0: Well, hello and happy new moon in Leo, happy dark moon in Leo. It's the dark moon right now. She has not yet popped new, which she will do as that beautiful slither will come up over the next 24 hours. And look, the Venus Kazemi has happened on Sunday the 13th of August and today is the 16th. This beautiful dark moon in Leo, which is resetting the heart and what a delightful shining moment it is when venus enters the heart of the sun in her retrograde cycle which actually this is her halfway mark this is her halfway mark of her retrograde and this is her rebirth so she is in the heart of the sun at the moment invisible and going through her own not just rebirth but recalibration and this is what the retrograde does and this is what all retrogrades do we have this recalibration where we are asked to drop in to integrate and to also release and that's what this you know What happens every 18 to 19 months when Venus retrogrades, she's emptying out and I see this like, you know, if we look at the north node, it's this empty horseshoe, right? It's like it's the up, you know, you know how the horseshoe is like curved, but then if you turn it the other way, it would be full. So you've got like the filled up horseshoe and then you turn it the opposite way and it's empty. And I think that one of them supposed to be good luck. I never know. I never got into like hanging horseshoes or anything like that um, as a way of luck in my childhood or in my adulthood. So I don't know which one's the lucky one. Is it upside down or back the front or whatever? Um, so, but one of them is the emptying out. And that is what Venus is doing as she she enters this heart of the sun, she's emptying out the Capricorn cycle that she's just been in as she enters the Leo cycle. Now, there are so many, you know, cycles that go on with Le- um, with Venus. I highly recommend, you know, learning more and, and activating that within your own chart and, you know, sitting with teachers, reading books. Of course, Ariel's book uh, around the Venus star point is the go-to Um it, it just it's just next level um but what's happening is firstly we're starting a new nineteen month cycle so that 's the first thing until we have another Venus retrograde where again she will come close to this close to the earth again and she will retrograde and she will empty out this leo cycle. but what this Leo cycle is the beginning of as well is a whole new eight year cycle. And so we see the inferior conjunction of Venus to the sun, in the heart of the sun, the recalibration, the rebirth, the rewiring of the heart as the emptying out of the last 18, 19 months when we had the Venus um, in Capricorn star point, which throws all those Capricorn themes and you can have a look at, at, at that house in your own chart that is ruled by Capricorn, this has been sort of the micro level that's going on in the ethers in your own chart. Now she's emptying that out and she's starting a brand new 19-month cycle but what she's also doing is starting a brand new eight-year cycle. And we see this as like a dark moon. <laughs> so it's very interesting that we're having a dark moon in Leo as Venus is actually in her dark moon phase. Now, this is taking us deeply into this dynamic portal and Maybe you're feeling inspired today or vibrant and often a dark moon has us feeling very yin and I'm not saying that, you know, for some, depending on where it is in your chat, you might be feeling very yin and sensitive and tender, like a dark moon often throws, you know, it is the invitation to soften, to stop, to purge, to release, to, we're, we're at the complete cycle of letting go. So that can feel exhausting. You know, some women can feel tired. Maybe they're bleeding now. But this one's a bit more dynamic, and I don't know if you're feeling it too, but I'm certainly not feeling tired and exhausted and and tender. I'm actually feeling really like there's a real energetic reset going on. It's sort of like, um, uh, you know, like I'm sort of like my fingers are just buzzing, and and you know, and and we do have a very buzzy feel to this new moon in Leo too, with with that energy of Uranus as well. But there's something sort of like a jump start, a kick start. And so it's interesting, Venus herself goes through what we can consider a a dark moon phase, a full moon phase, all of her own phases in her own eight year cycle. So they're big and there's many in between cycles going on. And that's what's really quite magical about Venus. So we're starting this new uh 500 and i think 84 days don't quote me i think i haven't got anything written down i'm just trying to remember that off the top of my head but it's 8 years so we're starting she's in the dark moon she's in the heart of the sun and you know i've been we've been talking about this as astrologers online and putting posts up and you know talking about this on my podcast the last couple of weeks And, you know, as she begins again, we're in the dark moon, like we're in an actual dark moon of Leo at the same time as her own dark moon phase. In four years, she will be at her full moon phase and which is full Venus. I shouldn't say full moon. It's like a full moon, but it's in four years. That's her halfway point. And Within this time, you know, she's doing nine-month stints of the evening star, nine-month stints of the morning star. She goes into the underworld. She's going to retrograde every 18 to 19 months. They're so – it's 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 complex, but it's simple, and it's astronomy. This is what we're looking at. Venus can never be too far from the sun, hence the reason your Venus sign will always be in the same sign as your sun or, or the sign – before or after sometimes it could go two depending on the degree of your sun um and and where venus is in her cycle so what i'm what i'm really just sort of feeling and tuning into here to share is this newness this freshness it feels like a piece of the puzzle that just needed to be clicked down and that's what I'm tuning into with this like I said it doesn't feel like the usual oh, I don't want to get out of bed and look again maybe that's where you're at and that's cool like honor exactly where you're at I'm not speaking for billions of people here However, I'm speaking to the energy, the, the, the energy. And when we're tuned into that, like we can feel this, yes, dark moon, but we can feel this pop, this underlying pop of sovereignty, this underlying pop of Leo, <laughs> you know, um, wanting to come out of hiding. And as we've been sort of working with Lilith and Leo all year um it's it's quite the initiation that we've gone through it's quite the fire and the rebirth and the reclamation of our own self and sovereignty and um you know we've we're coming out of sort of this what feels like a a lilith hibernation and what we're moving into is something quite apocal <laughs> you know because Lilith is in the sign of Leo which is the sun, the archetype of soul, ra, radiant light and everything revolves around the sun so we're we're being also asked to burn away the the ego on a level of not dismissing the ego because it's a part of human consciousness it's okay but but the the that sense of recognition and approval and and needing others to fill up your cup you you know expecting others to make you happy you know when you can release that expectation you yourself become free and liberated and then your partner and those around you also become free and liberated because no one is responsible for, for you and your happiness and your sense of uh, inner resources and what you pull on. You know, the sun sort of doesn't give a fuck, does it? It just shines, you know, and, and that is that is the, the really high point and high mark of the Leo archetype is the quiet but then the presence. And Lilith and Leo has been really schooling us in this, We've been really going to the coiled part of the root chakra, the base chakra, the base of our spine. And I don't know about you, but I've been working a lot with my spine, even having um not just network Cairo um sessions, but um but also just, you know, dreams of literal snakes on my spine. <laughs> it's fucking wild. I dreamt of spiders last night, which was not a good time. And they were like all over my bed and my pillow. It was not fucking fun. I was Not in a good space with that. Whereas two nights ago, I had a dream of like a huge snake on my back. And I was like, yeah, this is okay. Like I'm okay with the snake on my back, you know, because the Kundalini has been really activated, the base roots, you know, go and sit on exposed roots of a tree and you'll understand Lilith, right? Like you'll understand the homecoming and the reclamation of your own uh, rise. And that's what all of this energy is. It's a rise. It's a rejoice. It's a reclaim. It's a remembering. And that's what I'm loving about this dynamic and very dharmic Leo uh, new moon that we're in. Venus, as she begins again, her next eight-year cycle, but also her next 19-month cycle. Got to remember, you know, the cycles within cycles, micro, macro. You know, it's huge cycles going on, 100-year cycles. Then there's eight-year cycles. Then there's four-year cycles. Then there's 19-month cycles. You know, it's It's a lot to get your head around but like I said there's simplicity in that once we start to just um, unpack them what's happening where they are in our charts remembering that when Venus retrogrades that's finishing a smaller cycle that's finishing her 19 month cycle the emptying out of the Capricorn and the filling back up of the Leo so we're moving into the the more dynamic Leo energies now uh, with this next 19 month cycle so Um, and, and as Venus again is, is rebirthing and she's in the heart of the heart, she's in the heart of the sun, that Kazemi point, which is, which means the heart, you know, which means getting information, which means illumination, which means burning off what no longer is working again, emptying out this is your chance to empty out to redo to rework you know um and we look at venus and and th- and, and because we've just come from a capricorn cycle the last retrograde was in capricorn right so <coughs> excuse me so so ultimately what we're seeing is sort of you know that really business and and what what i'm noticing too is businesses You know, business is changing, restructuring, people are reworking because what we're doing, if you have a business or if you work for a business or however that works in sort of that more foundational structure of Saturn and the patriarchy and, you know, what's working, what's not, money, success, goals, ambitions, those sorts of themes, which was this last um, Venus retrograde cycle that we've been in. We're now emptying out what doesn't work anymore. So what no longer aligns with you in those areas? And then we're going to start to fill up with this Leo cup. We're going to fill our Leo cups and our Leo hearts right in this dark moon, you know, and I'm loving that because like I said, the correlation of Venus, it's like Venus is going through her dark moon. Like this is her dark moon in four years. She will have her full moon and she will be full again and it's, you know, things will be, you know, like where have you come full circle in four years? And that to me, I don't know, it, it, you know, and this is just sort of the way I'm seeing the cycle. It, you know, it may not be politically correct or, you know, the way it needs to be, but this is how I'm seeing the cycle and seeing this eight and four year cycle of Venus when she comes back in four years to Leo. But she's going to be the furthest away in her superior conjunction to where she is now in her inferior conjunction. So so it's like, what are you setting in motion now? And for the next 19 months, like this is the key point. This is the anchor point. This is the signature of this next Venus cycle before we go into a new Venus retrograde in 19 months. So, you know, it's again, beginning again. And I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this energy because it's really refueling our hearts and this isn't a normal Venus retrograde in Leo because Lilith is there. This is really taking us a lot deeper and from uh, from from pretty much everyone I've spoken to up until the Kazemi point so much Uh, disruption and unpredictability around relationships, money, goals, ambitions, desires, even just body stuff, food, sex, Um, you know, so much stuff has been sort of like many balls in the air. And so that when Venus comes into this heart of the sun, all of a sudden there's, there's, there is, there's this rebirth, this sense of being reborn. And we reach that halfway mark and things start to ease a little bit. And clarity, clarity reigns supreme. We see things from a different light and from a different view. And, and maybe you felt the shift too. And, and sort of in my, the last couple of posts that I've popped on socials, you know, my invitation was, fuck, I hope you had some fun. You know, like this is Leo. And I think that everyone's forgetting. And hello, what have we just come from? A Capricorn cycle, which is very serious, Capricorn and Leo are in what's called a quincunx to one another. They don't see eye to eye. There's a very, you know, unusual adjustment that has to happen with the Leo and Capricorn relationship and connection because they have nothing in common. Leo is fixed fire. Capricorn is cardinal earth. So we've got that ambition, you know, but, but you know, there's probably a fight for fucking supremacy here. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like two 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 very strong... Um, archetypes fighting for supremacy fighting for leadership so there's these adjustments that need to be made so now we're coming from that saturian uh you know anchor from the last retrograde and we're moving into this leonian archetype where we can we move from the seriousness to the play can we can we remember that we are all going to die you know like i know that that might sound really irreverent but it's actually in deep reverence to remember that everything is passing everything is fading time is not stopping if anything it's quickening but if you can time travel you know you can you can you can quantum leap which is always fun to do but the thing is is that we're all uh, you know this is all going to end and I love the Leo archetype and I, I, you know, I feel pretty lucky. I've got Leo ruling my 11th house, my North Node's in Leo. I also have Vesta and my asteroid of Isis in Leo. And I don't know that. Uh, so whilst I don't have like lots of planets or anything there, it, it's fun. It's a fun time. You know, if you've got, you're for an Aries rising or a Libra rising, you're going to have Leo 5th and 11th, which is, you know, this is nice. This is a nice place and are you remembering to have fun but for everyone are you remembering to play and to just find joy um and i shared this i think last week like i'm i'm watching the fucking office you know every night a few episodes before bed bringing lightness and joy and again find your own humor but everything's so serious you know and so so again you know with everyone sort of moving into this sort of hustle and and boss bitch and boss babe and all that stuff it's like that shit's dead i mean It's so dead that it's not even funny, like the ashes are like smooshed into the ground. But it makes sense because what have we just come from? The Capricorn, the Capricorn part of the cycle. So now we're moving into this, where can this be more dynamic now? And where can we transform? Where can we have fun? Where can we be a bit bougie and luxe as fuck? You know, like this is the invitation now. Where can you burn away the dross? the, these energetic hooks and debris of everything must be so serious. You know, this Leo new moon is asking to do something different, you know, and my day has been totally different. You know, I had a client booked in who never showed and that is very rare. Like I don't even know, like I think that that may have happened like once this decade where they just didn't show Um, no email contact, no, whatever. So this has been a really, you know, just, like it has been fun. I went and sat in a cafe after I went for a walk, you know, and like I shared on Instagram, usually I'm, you know, I'm a cave witch, like no matter what, like I get my coffee and I come home or I make my coffee at home. Like home is, I live in a cave. Um, but I'd sat with my AirPods in listening to the astrology podcast, um, and, ate some breakfast and had drank my entire coffee there while the busy hustle was going on around me and I just you know submerged myself and that might not sound like oh all you did was go to a cafe but it's like what I'm doing was really activating this new moon in my 11th house you know this real 11th house I'm out I'm you know social I'm I'm getting I'm not just in my cave you know so it was really you know and this is this is what I shared on my Instagram story this is living astrology When it shows up literally in your life and you are aware of that, you are embodying your own chart. You are embodying the practice. Because it's very easy to, you know, want all these like, oh, the workshop said this and the book said this and the, oh, you know, and and getting very mental around it all and trying to pull apart the actual literal, the literal as above, so below message of astrology you know, the cosmology some and the literal cosmology of astrology sometimes, most of the time, surpasses you trying to fixate on how it can be more magical. This is the magic. The magic is that I was at the coffee shop drinking my coffee, where I usually I would just pick everything up, go to my car, come and sit on my couch and do it, you know, because it's in my 11th house. There's something new. There was a new trigger. My whole day was just sort of changed. Hello, Uranus. Uranus changes things. You've got to let go of the expectations of, the, of what you want, the control to see what life has for you, to, to understand, to experience, to be grateful for, and then start to embody the astrology. That's, that's living it, darlings. That's just living it, yeah, and, and finding those magically mundane moments where astrology literally lands for you <laughs> you know I think on my horoscopes for the cosmic calendar next week in one of the horoscopes I was just like service your car for one of the for one of the signs you know like it can be that literal so and and that's okay and that's good that's when we're really starting to you know to see astrology work and that's why it doesn't have to even though I always say you know like I believe in astrology it's not about matter of a belief It just is. Astrology just is. It's always happening. And so today, you know, the invitation with this Leo new moon is to do something different. You know, the the darkness of this new moon in the dark of this new Venus cycle is also around letting go. Like I said, the emptying out of what no longer aligns. So maybe pushing yourself and forcing yourself like you've been told online is the way to business. That's the way business goes. You need to do this. You need to do that. Because remember, we're coming from the Saturn business archetype into the Leo sun archetype where it's about you being authentic, you showing up sovereignly to who you actually are instead of trying to be like everyone else, instead of trying to do what everyone else is telling you to do. So it's like, where can you put all of this in action now? So your Leo house is the house. Like, this is the house. Lilith. Juno. The asteroid of marriage. She has just moved in here. The asteroid of sacred vows and commitment and compromise. Yes, marriage and soulmates. But also, you know, these these rituals and rites around marriage. The merging, the relating. The devotion, all things to do with relationships, divine love. Yeah. And so remember, what does Leo rule? The heart. So it's about where can you drop the defenses? And this is sort of the last couple of posts I put on Instagram and Facebook were around the Venus Kazemi and around the new moon, of course. And so it is, it's around dropping the armor. living, uh, you know, with the heart full, smiling with the heart, leading with the heart, softening. You know, like I said, we've got this weird adjustment that we're moving from the Capricorn retrograde to the Leo retrograde, the the two signs that, you know, are in this quincunx where an adjustment has to be made, that we can get there if we just manoeuvre a little bit, if we just change slightly, we just see things from a different perspective, release an old value system or an old belief system or an old way of doing things. Maybe it's, it's releasing society's way of doing things. Maybe it's releasing your parents' way of doing things. Maybe it's starting to think for yourself, hello, Lilith in Leo. Maybe it's starting to be sovereign to yourself, hello, Lilith in Leo, and stop appeasing Society and doing what is expected of you to not disappoint people. I mean, uh, the south node in Libra has the hook with this. You know, we are letting go of those things. Libra ruled, you know, ruler is Venus. This is why, you know, this Venus retrograde has been pretty bloody intense. But the Kazemi point comes, and like I said, there's an illumination, there's a clarity, there's a softening, there's like, ah, okay. The joy is back. And hopefully that's where you are. You know, I've, I've written here in some of my notes as I was channeling this before I sat down, I was like, rejoice, slow down, sip on life, begin again. Play, have fun. Do more things that bring you pleasure. Do more things that light you up, (laughs) you know, and it sounds really simple, but like I said, uh, we're all terminal here. Like no one is guaranteed tomorrow. And yes, when you put things into perspective, you know, it can be a little bit daunting, but at the same time, it can be quite, quite empowering, To put things into perspective. To go, yeah, I've been sort of missing out on play lately. I haven't been laughing as much. I've been taking myself too seriously. I'm not letting love in. I'm actually holding love back. My expectations around life and love and all these things are so far up my own ass that I just need to get my head out of my own ass. I mean, that's what so much of this has been too, is just like, where can you humble yourself where can you find deep humility? Not in a way that you don't shine, but just in a way that you know you're being a dick. You know? You know, we can all be dicks. We can all do dumb shit. We can all be fucking assholes. We can all have our heads so far up our ass that we look down on anyone who's fucking drinking tap water. I mean, get a grip on reality. If that's where your judgments are, you need a fucking wake-up call. Right? Like, who cares? Who cares? Like when people's whole personality is based on food or fucking some weird thing that means nothing, like let's all just drop that. I mean, I'm not like that, but I'm just like, I see it everywhere. It's just, it just, it's rolling my eyes into the next dimension, right? Because those things mean nothing, you know, love transcends kindness and I don't know, I feel the warmth of the sun, of this very beautiful Venus, you know, Kazemi point and this love and this honouring of her. And as I have been doing my own, you know, um, rose dieta and, and taking heart alchemy medicine of the beautiful hawthorn and wild rose from Aotearoa, you know, again, the heart is softening and where I need to pull my own head out of my own ass with certain things. You know, because we all get, can do it and it might just be in different areas that still don't matter in reality. And so it, it it is, it's changing the perspective. Like Venus is really asking us, what do you really value? And what is really worth it? What is worth your time? What is worth your energy? What is worth your money? What is worth your love? What is worth your commitment? What is worth it? And is the trajectory you're on right now fulfilling? Is your heart smiling and happiness with what you're being? And this doesn't mean I, you know, this doesn't mean you've got to go and, you know, quit your job and, you know, do all those things. It's just about a reassessment and funnelling in joy and and prosperity and abundance and, and pleasure and leisure and fun and play. I mean, you look at those beautiful tigers and how they play in the water, you know, like, you know, we're missing play. Everything's become very serious. And I was saying to my husband yesterday, just the tsunami of, of anxiety, of heaviness over these past few years, it is, it's a very, it's in the collective ethers. And what I'm realizing is my balanced nervous system is very important. As I maneuver energetically in the world, just as yours is, and so you know this collective anxiety or this collective overwhelm, you know it's been very present. And but things are shifting, you know things are, things are shifting, and that's where Uranus, as a part of this new moon, is like expect the unexpected. What's being revealed to you about yourself? Can you sit? in truth around who you are and you know I shared something um the other day on my Instagram story around um you know like people who have zero self-awareness like they're just fucking getting along fine and it's just like oh what an easy life but it's like how self-aware are you and where can you pull yourself up on your own shit the sun shines and illuminates and you know heats up it burns right it burns it scalds so it's like what's being lit up at the moment for you what's being illuminated for you and is this fulfilling your heart this is a beautiful new moon that is really revealing something and that's what's cool about Uranus, you know. I love Uranus. In In all the chaos and all the disruption and all the destabilisation, Uranus is still a revealer. He liberates. He can liberate you from your own shackles. He can liberate you from the prisons that you put yourself in. You know, all the rules, the control, the things you should do, shouldn't do, how you should act, shouldn't act. And when you can actually release yourself from these expectations... So that is, you know, this, all of this Venus stuff. You know, Venus is about to become the morning star and the morning star is more aligned to the earth, more aligned to the sign of Taurus, whereas the evening star is more aligned to Libra, uh, the, the air, the celestial, the night sky. The, we're moving from lunar a lunar connection to Venus to a solar connection to Venus. So as Venus has just been that evening star where we're receiving her gifts and it's based on the, the, the dark, obviously, night time, after she comes out of this rebirth from the sun, she is going to be reborn as the morning star where she is going to We're going to see her on dawn as the sun rises. And so there's the more solar alchemy we've got here, you know, this golden alchemy that I'm calling it. It's golden, it's solar. And that's why you'll find, like, if you ever get liquid crystals off me, you take seven drops in the morning with the sun, which is the masculine, and seven drops in the nighttime, which is the lunar, the the feminine, right? So we're moving from this more feminine yin, Venus to a very yang warrior initiating masculine, Ra the sun, you know, and not only is it that it's all, it, you know, it's all begun in Leo, which I'm really loving. I mean, I'm wearing my Regulus oil like it's going out of fucking fashion. I've dosed myself up in, in it today. Um, Regulus being that royal fixed star um, at the end of Leo. So, you know, like there's, there's something that's really quite strong and potent and powerful about this whole fucking thing about the Venus Kazemi, about this Venus retrograde, about Lilith in Leo, about this new moon in Leo. And and even I, I seen in the chart today this quincunx, again, that uncomfortable sort of juxtaposition with the part of fortune, which is our pot of gold in Pisces. So there's this, again, it's like what adjustments do you need to make to get to the end of the rainbow? Because only you can make them, Yeah so I encourage you know something to be uh, you know something different this is a great new moon to manifest I just want to say as well like if you've got some ideas or some goals write them down you know don't just think about them write them down today is also citrine day in uh, the liquid crystals and we came home from dinner last night Um, my, my two youngest daughters, 17 and nearly 13, went on a little date. They went and seen Barbie. Um, I'm not seeing it, just not in my sphere, not something that I am really, you know, it's not just something that pulls to me, you know, I mean, I know there's a hype about it, but it's just, um... Yeah, it doesn't interest me to see it, but um, my daughters loved it, gave it a 9.5 out of 10, which is a wonderfully high rating. But anyways, gave me and my husband a little date night, date night, um, which we do all the time. It's not like we need, you know, we've, we've always prioritised uh, spaces for just us two. But so we were just hanging and we got home and it was night time. And here's a little grasshopper. And the grasshopper is the totem animal for citrine which is today's crystal and it's just in those moments again it's like embodying astrology it's embodying the cosmic messages of everything and to see them and to notice them and to give thanks you know I went to he's just like this little green grasshopper like I you know if I hadn't have gone to dinner if the girls hadn't have chose to do something like on a Tuesday night I mean it's all these things coincidence isn't what you think it is it actually means two things that fit together perfectly like that's the actual definition of a coincidence two things that fit perfectly so the grasshopper came to me last night um you know revealing the abundance and that's what citrine is about is about abundance so think about this we've got a leo new moon venus in her own dark moon dark moon leo dark moon and it's the crystal of abundance today, which is also the colour of the sun. Um, not that heat-treated crap, but, um, you know, real citrine can be very golden, but it can also even verge on being um You know, nearly brown, even right, but it's got this golden. It's like a, you know, it's like honey, nearly. It's like this golden honey color, right, like a honey cow side. But that's what true citrine looks like. Not, it's not that vibrant yellow that you will see because that's all heat treated that that gets sold. Um, but citrine, the message is about abundance. And what are we in? It's Leo. It's abundant. Like this is, but abundance people always denote to money. And, like, no, 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 no. Abundance is abundance in life, abundance in general, how you're feeling abundant in life, abundant in your relationships, your connections, your sense of self and purpose, knowing that abundance is your birthright and that you deserve to feel fulfilled. So this can be a great new moon to manifest on. Um to write some goals down, to write some ideas down. And, again, checking out that Leo house, especially 23 degrees, and 23 degrees is exactly where this Leo uh, new moon hits tonight at 7.38 p.m. here in um, Brisbane, Australia. Um, sounded very Aussie there, didn't I? Um, (laughs) I am an Aussie, but I'm still like, why do we sound like bogans? It's frigging annoying. Anyway, um, I've got that twang, baby, that fucking twang. Um, anyway, so... I've just spoken for 40 minutes about all of this stuff that I've probably already been talking about the last couple of um, weeks, but it just feels so pertinent and prominent. And this new cycle, this new eight year cycle, this new four, you know, it's this new moon. It's just, you know, this new Venus cycle, you know, the Kazemi's come, we're coming out the other side, even though she's still retrograde, it changes. We feel different on that always. Once the Kazemi points happens in the middle of a retrograde, we feel different, right? And so ultimately from now until the next week I just want to say this is the last week of Leo's season darlings because on the 23rd um, at 7pm the sun will move into Virgo and we will move into Virgo season and what a Virgo season it is darlings. Um, Mercury will be retrograding the very next day he will station retrograde um, on the 24th in Virgo so he's just been moving through Virgo um, through pretty much all the degrees and then he's going to get to um you know, get to this later degree in Virgo. I actually don't have it written down. It's 20 something four, or no, he, he stations on the 24th. So um, 21, I think it might be 21, 21 to eight degrees, possibly. Don't quote me. That's just what I'm like. I feel like I'm screenshotting that like photographic memory of like my 2023 energy survival kit. But I could actually also be, that could be 2024 Mercury retrograde at 21 to eight degrees because I've just finished editing my my 2024 um energy survival kit and oh my god like it is next level um i've sent away for a proof copy so i'm about to do my final final edit which as mars is in virgo darlings this is a great time to be reforming and fixing and we've only got a little bit longer as well mars is in virgo for a little bit longer so all of that virgo house again is also getting quite a lot of energy quite a lot of attention quite a lot of thought and from the 23rd the sun begins to illuminate what you've been maybe working on it's going to highlight that but mercury will be retrograde. So I'll talk a little bit more maybe about Mercury retrograde next week because um, he is going to, yeah, you know, go all, you know, backwards through, through, um, through Virgo and station direct and then move all the way forward again. So, you know, that Virgo house is getting a bit of a, you know, a, a redo, a remake over. Um, A time to fix resolve uh edit work on uh get stuff done you know and whilst Mars is still in Virgo for uh, a couple more you know not too much longer I think he moves out the end of the month um you know you want to utilize this you know it feels like Mars in Virgo to me feels like such a spring clean. For me, it's it, it's my 12th house because I'm a Libra rising. So it sort of is because I'm ending a two-year cycle of Mars going through my whole chart. So I am sort of spring cleaning, but it could also bring up like a lot of stuff. Mars going through the transit Mars or even natal Mars in the 12th. It's a, it's a, big, it's a big signature and it's a bit of a toughie. Um, But for me, there just feels like this spring clean, like I'm editing, I'm editing, I'm throwing out, I'm releasing, I'm cutting, I'm severing. And I'm, I'm about to renew as Mars, you know, lo and behold, will move into Libra, which is his sign of fall. I mean, he doesn't, or detriment, he doesn't love to be there. However, it's it's the beginning of a brand new uh, chart activation for me for two years. So I, I, you know, I can work with Mars in Libra. I have a stellium in Libra. I've got a Libra rising. You know, we've we've got a lot of Libra stuff around, the south nodes in Libra <laughs> just recently. And we're going to have Mars hit that and Venus hit that. And and just a little, you know, just a little heads up, the 21st, 22nd, so early next week, um, the moon in Libra is going to activate um, Ceres, that grief mother, death mother, Um, harvest mother and the south node so you know these could be some really tender days where family stuff mother wounds just feeling extra sensitive feeling like you want to figure things out Um, just watch the bubbling watch what rises because there's a real invitation to release and and to sever again and to to cut away to you know the south nodes involved here and with Ceres and the south node which I'll you know talk about over the next few weeks like this is you know this is quite a big signature um with this this south node of again the the karmic part the the mother the family and How we can, you know, because what's the South Node? The South Node is karma. The South Node is what we need to release. Ceres, you know, this is like the Earth Mother. You know, this is separation, loss, grief, nurturing, the clan, um, seasons. And, uh, you know, even even this is the angry mother. The unconscious imprints between the mother and child holds the story of Ceres. It's all mother-child stuff. So with with this little activation the moon just coming off being new she's going to hit hit series and and also hit the south node it's like what are you being asked to let go of in your own imprint in your own cellular memory the moon holds she holds memories so, I just wanted to just, you know, take take a little note of the first couple uh, of days next week, 21st and 22nd, um, if you're feeling extra sensitive. Um, enjoy Mars, you know, this last little bit of Mars in Virgo. Get those sh- sh- bloody, get that shit done. Tick off things in your list. You know, it's been a great time for me to edit my and uh, edit and write my kit um because it just it's just been awesome. So I'm I'll have my final edit while Mars is still in um Virgo before Mercury retrogrades, just as a hot tip. I've already um, you know, I'm like this needs to happen. Um and you know, enjoy enjoy a, in, enjoy the week. Um find joy, have fun. That's sort of my that's sort of my go-to at the moment, you know. Bask in the sun, drink coffee, eat honey, take yummy alchemy medicine, read books, watch funny shows, uh, you know, allow the light of the sun to fill you, to replenish you, and you know, there feels like what is to be celebrated in your life. Look around, what is to be celebrated? enjoy darlings enjoy sending you all so much love thank you for being here thank you for listening to my potty I never know where it's going to go I take some notes sometimes I look at them sometimes I don't I don't think I looked at my notes until 20 minutes in so thank you just for your love and your presence um I like being in your ears I like talking, and um I look forward to getting some videos up. That is the next iteration of my podcast. I am going to be setting up space to to get these on YouTube and video um, have a regular monthly guest that's in my that 's in the works as well um, yeah there's there's lots there 's lots ruminating in the background, lots going on again and and you know in this leo new moon in this dark moon and Venus, you know, Venus uh, this this Venus portal for me is this 11th house which is around the community and and um being out there. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting nineteen, eighteen, nineteen 18 19 months before the next um retrograde and this Venus cycle. And of course, you know, Venus, you know, if it's your chart ruler, strong Libra, strong Taurus, you feel these Venus retrogrades like fucking hardcore, right? So um, they're they're big teachers for us, heavy Venusian charts. They're big teachers for everyone, though, at the end of the day. So wishing you all much love. Go well. Go well. Plug into your heart. Drop the armour. Celebrate. Rejoice. Eat honey. Drink wine. Make love. Bye.